don't know if dressing in drag would make me harder to identify or easier to identify. Just... <laughs> Some people might look and they're like, you know, that's that's Clark only it makes even more sense. That is definitely. <laughs> look at those l- smooth legs. Uh, <laughs> Impossibly shit, smooth. Impossibly you might say. smooth. <laughs> well, shit, man. So let's let's for those who haven't been paying attention to like Facebook and shit. What are we talking about this week? We're talking about uh, protest songs, everybody's favorite protest songs, everybody's favorite rebellion fuel. Yeah. Um, not calling for anything necessarily. Oh, no, I mean, no, no. I, I would never sponsor that under the Into the Echo name, but uh, I can say that I know a guy named Riley who would sponsor all sorts of riots if you guys wanted to do it. Um, been thinking about doing all my clothes shopping on tacticalsupply.com uh, <laughs> uh-huh. all sorts of stuff like that so uh but into the echo does not sponsor any violence under any circumstance we should do a little bit of a disclosure um we're we're not here to advocate for necessarily like i'm not going to say the election was rigged we need to redo it electoral college no. sucks because it's like you know what the democratic pro- like it, I think it, the Electoral College functioned as it should. Exactly. You know, and and I'm not here to say we need to just, like, erase and try again because, you know, like, we America made its decision, and its yeah. decision was for Donald Trump, and um, <laughs> that doesn't mean I need to be happy about it, and that doesn't mean that I need to shut up about it or just be okay with it or just, like, oh, what's the big deal? It's just, you know, he's just a guy, yeah. but, like... So that's the disclosure. I'm not calling for a revote. I'm not saying the thing was no. rigged because screw that, man. Me like it, it's it's been made apparent over the last week that America is just as racist as this vote would imply, and just as xenophobic mm-hmm. and sexist and shitty. You know, they've proven they've proven the detractors right over the course of the last week. So yeah, good on you. Absolutely, and that's uh, I think that's the importance of of well, this episode and music like this in general is. Um, it gives people like us who are who are not satisfied with mm-hmm. what has transpired uh, a healthy outlet <laughs> to kind of deal with what's what's going on. Um, what's that? What what did you say? <laughs> uh, I mean, do we start there? <laughs> I mean, it poses a question: What's going on? What yeah? What is happening? <laughs> I, yeah, it's, I, I think. Well, okay, so let, yeah, let's just start there. Let's start there. All right. So Marvin Gaye asked a very important question. Uh, actually, let's see, 35 years ago? No, 45 years ago. Uh, 1971. He asked, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Tell me what's going on. I'll tell you what's going on. Right on. It's weird because 45 years ago, and yet it still feels so relevant. And and not in the sense that we have people, <clears throat> as many people, being beat down in the streets for their beliefs or for their race. Uh, we're not yeah, seeing not yet. Not, not yet. Yeah. We're not seeing as overt of racism, but it's a hidden racism, and it has come out. And, I mean, whether or not you're a Trump supporter, look at the news, man. Look, <laughs> look, at, <laughs> look at how many people have felt empowered by... Um, just not not necessarily really Trump like Trump himself, but the movement around Trump. Whether or not yeah. Trump wanted that movement, it's there, and it's it's come around, and we're starting to see more and more of like, man, 
poor Muslims, man. They're yeah. just getting their hijabs and ripped off, ripped off actually, all over the place. I just heard, and I just heard a story from uh, one of my friends that still lives in Boise, um, and they were, they were at a, uh, they stopped at like a convenience store or something um, mm-hmm. on their way home just because, just because they had to pee really bad, <laughs> and. <laughs> went to use the bathroom and they asked the guy at the counter if they had a public restroom and he said no uh and they jokingly kind of asked him um is that because of trump because they don't have because they don't have a public (laughs) restroom Uh and the guy behind the counter says yes what Uh, and it turns out that somebody wrote fuck mexicans on the wall and uh they can no longer open the bathroom to public so uh, Muslims are not the only people being targeted now. Um, yeah. So, like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's so sad. Like, I don't it think is. I don't think Trump ever intended for it to be like this. I don't think Trump himself is necessarily a white supremacist or an anti-Semite. But he no, surrounds but himself with those with people. Him. Yeah, they all identify with him. And, like, Steve Bannon of Breitbart News, you know, one of his advisors, his buddies, campaign helper, yeah. outer guy. That website is just riddled with racism. Oh, yeah, and even Pence. Yeah, Pence, too. And yeah. he's the more, like, Christian conservative one of the two. And... We need to do more songs because I'm just going to get worked up. But I know. I, I guess, like, and, and maybe by the time you guys are listening to this, it's going to be like a week out from the thing. So it's like, maybe, again, maybe some of you are thinking, like, oh, what's the big deal? Get over it. It's, it's going to get better. It's a little rocky right now. I don't give a shit, man. It's bad, yeah. right? Like, just because it might or it will get better doesn't mean that it's not bad. And yeah, doesn't mean exactly. that I need to see the world through rose colored glasses, you know? Exactly. So, we shouldn't have to settle. Exactly. So let's do another song here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe I mean, the Dixie Chicks not ready to make nice because that yeah, kind of goes with what I'm saying. This actually, yeah, that's actually a, a, a good pick for right now. So uh, as far as I would say probably 99.9% of our listeners, which makes up about se- seven of you, um, <laughs> uh-huh. don't know the Dixie Chicks as, as fiery folks. Um, Mm -hmm. but what happened, uh, in when, when George W. Bush was elected, George W. Bush Jr. was Mm -hmm. elected, um, they made some comment about how they were ashamed that Bush was from Texas because he was kind of, I mean, God, (laughs) I look back at the Bush presidency, like those were simpler times. Yeah, um, the things that people had to be worried about were just oh. in, in such a smaller box. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And it was an insignificant box. Yeah. Um, Except for women. Uh, women have had it rough for yeah, a while. Women are, yeah, women. <laughs> yeah. They just can't get a win, man. That's a whole different issue. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, that that we'll mention during this song probably. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, so what they did was say that uh, they were ashamed that Bush was from Texas because they have more pride for their state than having such a such a lowly approved president mm-hmm. <laughs> come from mm-hmm. come from there and they ended up getting i mean they were discontinued from award shows they got death threats in the mail they got all this shit because just because they said they were ashamed that he came from Texas i mean okay like I, I picture people that would do that kind of thing. You mm-hmm. know, picture people that would write death threats to somebody for saying something like that. I try to think of how they think. So, and yeah, it's really hard, but 
I picture these people being very, uh, very happy about the Constitution and want to uphold the Constitution. So what the fuck about freedom of speech? Yeah. Like, you can say whatever the fuck you want in this country and and not get any sort of repercussion for it. <laughs> yeah. And it's I- funny. Ideologically. But obviously that's not true. Yeah, and the and the only speech that's actually not protected by the the Constitution is like hate speech. Yeah, <laughs> or you know treason, you know letting out comp- state secrets and stuff like that. But like yeah. they are they are exercising the one form of speech that actually isn't protected by the Constitution I mean, in order to even... oppose and to to hold back a form that is protected. So absolutely, and they didn't even fucking they didn't even like. They, it wasn't even hate speech. What they said, they just said that they were ashamed that he came from the same state that they were from. Oh no, I'm talking the, tra- the, tra- the detractors of the Dixie. Oh yeah, Chicks. yeah. The, the Dixie I mean, themselves. Fuck well those guys. They're, yeah. uh, they. Yeah. I mean, mm. it's just it's it's a total shame that something like this happens. And but good on the Dixie Chicks because years later when they came out with another album, mm. they made a song that was. A response to to being treated like that. And, you know, I never, I kind of grew up with my mom liking the Dixie Chicks and my sister a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but always kind of treated them as, like, good, like, decent country musicians, but not much more. Yeah. yeah. And I was never yeah. really into that genre, so uh, they didn't hold a very high position in my taste. But hearing this song, I was like, holy shit. These guys, like, they... They went through some shit to just to like just to be outspoken about something that they thought wasn't wasn't cool and uh, and you and know what they're not sorry no yeah <laughs> and that's what this song is all about is yeah. there the, years later even years later like we're talking about people hearing this a week after the election and being kind of smoothed over mm. you know and mm. being kind of cool headed about it and these guys years later are still obviously we haven't gotten death threats in the mail yet I'm sure that will happen. Um, <laughs> But years later, they are still not ready to say sorry or do anything because they're still standing by what they believe in, which I think is exactly the spirit we need to be in, Mm -hmm. kind Mm -hmm. of to to remember the shitty thing that happened to us on eleven eight (laughs) sixteen. (laughs) Wow, I haven't even thought about the date. I know it's gonna be. uh, Yeah, you got to remember the date. (laughs) So. Dixie Chicks, not ready to make nice. Thank you. Uh, so that recommendation came in from listener Jen. Thank yeah. you, Jen. Um, Absolutely. Good we, we've been doing more and more listener recommendations, and we got a huge response for this episode. Yeah, this was, this was huge. This was so nice. Yeah. and um, You guys came out of the woodwork. Yeah, it's great. And unfortunately, we're not going to be able to get to all of them, um, which there are just so many. But we're trying to go through as many as we can. I, Oh, yeah, I had a friend of mine. I'm, I'm opening it right now. Um, 
just to I, make sure. I my... like that it's on paper. It is. It's on. It, I I have to send you a picture of this. It's on um, a piece of paper that has. It's the voter quick reference notes. Hell yes! I yeah. love it. I love uh, it. It's blank lined paper that says election 2016 voter quick reference notes. Uh, there are 67 songs listed on here. Is that an eight by eleven? I could get a frame for that. It is an eight by eleven. Huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that we have one of our listeners submit 67 songs. That's incredible. Um, is so that listener you, Danny. Danny? Yeah. yeah. Thank you, listener um, Danny. We, p- we picked quite a few of them because I agreed on a lot of them. Um, but have to keep it to a minimum, or a maximum, rather. Um, but yeah, thank you, guys. This was this was huge. We had a lot of, a lot of response, um, which is nice in a couple ways. It's nice to know that you guys are listening, um, that you guys care. It's also nice to know that people are are fired up about this. Yeah, it's nice. Um, regardless of your stance, I think that this is a... I, I don't think there's... A, I, it's safe to say that a lot of people I know, regardless of where they've been in the past, are not happy about what happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, traditional liberals and conservatives alike, I don't think anyone's super excited about what happened yeah Um, even if you're excited that your party won it doesn't necessarily mean that you you didn't wish that you had better options yeah exactly so thank you guys um so we're gonna kind of like try and brush over this uh but also i mean a lot of these songs are super important yeah Um, and uh the next song that I want to get to, because it's it's kind of coming off mm-hmm. of the Dixie Chicks, uh, sure. not apologizing for who you are and what you've become. I want to talk a little bit about a song by Against Me uh, called mm-hmm. Thrash Unreal. Yes. So I just played kind of like the pre-chorus going into the chorus, and I guess a little bit of background for this band against me. Um, it's a good all-American punk band. Um, they had pretty moderate success throughout the 2000s. You, you would recognize some of their songs for sure. Um, and then it came out right just about after this album came out that the lead singer um, was trans and that he, he very much wanted to be a woman. And uh, he ended up going through the whole conversion to the best of his ability uh and he is now laura oh wow i just completely forgot the name but he he went through um essentially the uh everything he could to to be a woman so when you listen to this song and it's talking about how she is um oh yeah the main character laura jane grace laura jane grace there we go thank you um she does an incredible acoustic set but uh when when the lead singer of Against Me, who is a male, is singing about she and her expectations and no mother ever dreamed that her daughter would grow up to be a junkie or to live alone and how she should have been a mother and a wife. He's he's talking about himself. And oh, my God. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So it takes on this whole other message of like, it's, yeah, he's, and 
people didn't know that when the album came out because you know he had multiple songs where he was talking about she or her or expectations on the you know modern american woman but they just figured you know he was very empathetic to the cause uh yeah. but then when it kind of came out and we started to learn more and more about it as the public where we we can look back at those songs with a completely different lens as oh, to wow, where yeah. yeah so this is the ultimate like i am not who you expected to me like who you expected me to be this is not who you wanted me to be but it's who i am and you yeah. know what like yeah i'm i'm older and i'm not married and i'm not the perfect wife or husband but you know what <laughs> like you take this is what i am take it or leave it you know that's contemporary punk rock it is that we it need really for is. sure uh, but let's talk a little bit about some old school punk rock. What do you have lined up? Uh, let's see. Uh, let's let's start with old school British punk because I think I think that kind of the the riots in Liverpool and whatnot in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that started a lot of like the important British punk that we got. Uh, let's start with Subhumans, uh, a, a track called Apathy. Let's take a listen. Drink, sex, cigarettes, four cortina, household pets. Bombs, wars, famine, death, and I'm a fetid public. Public wants anxiety, they raise the sun, drinks capacity, a two star family, state content, and life's controlled by parliament. Well, that is lost in job again, because he never had no brain. He only lives to watch TV, and life's controlled by apathy. So, I mean, it <laughs> doesn't get much more like, yeah, much more like old school punk than that. Like drums that you can barely understand, um, <laughs> and it's the reggae influenced punk too. So it has a little oh, bit of like dum, dick, 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 vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, but I love it's it. super fast. It's great. Yeah, yeah. And the song is under three minutes long, which it's it is total total sacrilege to go over three minutes in the punk genre. Which is why um, I love this genre. Yeah, it's, it's so everything much. is fast. It's hard. It's hard hitting it's it's mm. great um and this is this song is great because it just deals with um you know like all this crazy shit going on um all this unrest and political upheaval and if the public doesn't care then no one's gonna care and yeah. that's what the track is talking about it's an apathetic public which i feel like we're kind of on the track to that if if we all decide to stay silent about everything. Yeah. Like people that are just kind of willing to deal and willing to put up with it and not say anything. So um, what do you think about taking? So, so in the chorus, he kind of provides the cause and the results where he says, you know, drink, sex, cigarettes, Ford Cortina, household pets, bombs, wars, famine, death, and apathetic public couldn't care less. So what would you say about changing drink, sex, cigarettes to drink, sex, vapor pens (laughs) is that a more accurate view of society (laughs) um i don't think i don't think anyone that vapes has ever stood up for anything they believe in um (laughs) they won't even smoke cigarettes no they don't even have the balls to smoke a real cigarette stand up for something <laughs> Stand up for what you believe in, goddammit. If you want to kill yourself with lung cancer, do it right for exactly. fuck's sake. Shit, man. Oh, but it stays on my clothes. Yes, tell the world. 
Yeah. Like, don't give a shit what people think about if you smoke cigarettes or not. Come on. Oh, good stuff. I never thought it's the echo would be advocating cigarette smoking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smoke all the cigarettes you want. I don't give a shit. Um, I'll have to deal with you for fewer years, so please. Um, uh, so I guess since we're in the vein of punk here. Um... <laughs> oh, it just, it just gets better. It just gets better. It does, man. Um, we have so many. Uh, let's see. I kind of I mean, are we ready some... to? Are we ready to talk about the big one from from Britain? Uh, yes, I totally uh, know which one you're talking about. Well, Anarchy in the UK, of course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. That's kind of the one I had in mind. So uh, this is also by listener Matt. Or wait, uh, this is by listener Matt, but yeah, it was oh, yeah, also on um, Danny's list of 67 <laughs> songs. <laughs> yeah, and uh, let's some see. some crossover. Yeah. Uh, but this is by my buddy Matt. Uh, shout outs, as always, to Matt. Uh, so this is Sex Pistols, Anarchy in the UK. I am an anti-Christ, I am an anarchist, don't know what I want, but I know how to get it, I want to destroy, possibly, cause I want to be It's so grungy. It's great. It's like um, they just didn't mix it. There is no mixing. There is no mastering. No, they recorded it in somebody's goddamn garage <laughs> and called it good, which is amazing. Oh, which so is what good. gives it that it gives it that edge that you need from punk. You know, li- listening to this, it really makes you miss punk. It does, but at the same time, it, it actually does just even listen to the Sex Pistols voice, it, who these guys influenced, and they influenced Billy Joe Armstrong massively. Oh, yeah. And like you can you can shit on the guy if you want, you know. Green Day's had its ups and downs, but like you can tell the influence of the Sex Pistols just resonating in modern punk, mm-hmm. and it's just it's great that you can go back and listen to it and be like, oh, this reminds me of that. That's song. where oh. this comes from. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. And and I mean, just that like you wouldn't even have to listen listen to the song lyrically to understand its importance as far as protest music goes mm-hmm. anarchy it's calling for anarchy in the uk um. <laughs> and it was released in 1977 it's on an album called never mind the bollocks <laughs> oh it's great never mind the bollocks here's the sex pistols it's oh it's just like this is quintessential punk rock right here um and i mean most people know that about the sex pistols um but I don't think I've ever fully appreciated them until I listened to them in the the week leading up to this episode. I, I've always kind of written them off as just like the classics that, oh yeah, I know they influenced a bunch of people, but I'm not really into old school punk. Um, but then I, I really sat down and like took a listen to it. This and um, another submission that we had that I left off the list was God Save the Queen by the Sex Pistols. Ah. Um, or by the Sex Pistols, rather. And... Uh, that's a, I mean, that song really kind of got me listening to them closer. Because hmm. um, it's not quite as dissonant as Anarchy in the UK. <laughs> yeah, um, it's definitely not. Uh, but it still it still gets across a good message. Well, yeah. not good, but it gets a <laughs> message across. Yeah, it gets <laughs> the message across, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I know we have a couple more old school punk songs, but I want to go to, to a couple more modern takes of punk music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's bring it to the modern day. Yeah. So I did mention Billy Joe Armstrong. I may as well go to um, another listener submission. This was by let's see. 
also listener Jen and listener Danny. So yeah. one of those, again, another crossover. So uh, this is American Idiot by Green Day. Don't want to be an American idiot. So, we all know what Green Day sounds like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all know, mm-hmm. we all know what to expect from these guys. Um, and I feel like some people would argue that this album was Green Day's kind of descent into pop. Um, but others but, will say like the exact opposite. Others will be exactly. like, "No, this was an incredible concept album. It covered the story of you know a guy experiencing the horrors of war and." Uh, how that resonated with his family and stuff. But at the same time, I didn't buy this CD. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I had it's, every Green Day very... CD before this, but yeah. <laughs> for for an album that's trying to do so much politically, mm-hmm. it's very easy to swallow. Yeah. Um, like it's every the... song could be a single. Yeah, exactly. Like a, like a radio single. Um, and it, but that's... it is polished. It is mastered so much like so much but green day had had the success to do that at this point so why not you know yeah and it'd be kind of weird if they just made an album that sounded bad and you could barely hear the guy and yeah it it would seem just a strange step yeah so i think i think they did exactly what they needed to do at this point in their career which was produce an important lyrically an important piece of work um for what they were trying to get across but they, I mean, they use their resources on this one. They, I mean, they use their production value yeah. for sure. Um, and they got and that across got a nice anti-English yeah, message. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. they got it into a lot of people's hands. You know, a lot of, like, most people have heard of this album, at least. Yeah, or absolutely. Or heard something from it. Um, and if you don't know but, this song, you just haven't turned on a radio. <laughs> because yeah, right. it's on the pop stations. It's on the rock stations. It's probably going to yeah. be on the classic stations. In yeah, and pretty soon. And let's let's not forget that there are oh let's see four four songs over seven minutes long two of them over nine minutes long on yeah this album. on a punk album they put some thought into this no yeah this is uh, I'm I'm gonna have a hard time defining this <laughs> yeah yeah but definitely some thought put into it like you said and and a lot of um, I mean they had to do a radio edit for like every song right yeah yeah, yeah. exactly like. Hey, newsflash! Boulevard of Broken Dreams actually two songs. Mm-hmm. Um, Turns out, <laughs> did not know that <laughs> until I started digging into this a little bit. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. I, it, I don't know. I've never really treated since Nimrod. I've never really treated Green Day as legitimate, you know, riot starters. But mm-hmm. uh, I think American Idiot was not an album to be mocked or to be brushed aside. Yeah, um, and it's just a damn shame that they took on such a scene look with the black eyeshadow, black eyeliner yeah. and stuff. Like, if they hadn't adopted that, like, what at the time was considered emo look to them, their album probably would have been taken more seriously. Yeah. Like, it was just that they were trying to adopt the look of a culture that was pretty much unanimously unanimously decided to be, like, filled with whiners, you yeah. know? If they, if they went more for the no effects look. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If only... 
And if only they had no effects as bass player, because God damn. Seriously. Like, what? Let's, <sighs> We've got to listen to the it's intro a, of this. Oh, episode, yeah. Let's, uh, it's called The Idiots Are Taking Over. That bass is nuts. Like holy what? shit, man. Yeah. I like nobody. Well, okay. So not nobody has played <laughs> bass like that, but not many people people play bass like that. And you'd almost swear that Les Claypool stepped in here and just like took a little took a little bass verse mm-hmm. real quick because this is crazy. <laughs> like you don't hear bass that sounds like this. No, no. And especially add on like the punk rawness to it. The fact that again, it's not mixed. You can't hear every note. So you're kind of left to leave some to the imagination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, he's playing really fast. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. I guess the only comparable thing to like this type of intro is like the solo on Maxwell Murder by Rancid. Uh, which is yeah. Like leading, yeah, that's such a good bass solo. But it's oh, not yeah. it's it's not walking the bass quite as much. It's still just kind of no. like one note at a time kind of but this really like walks the bass in an incredibly fast way. I so. I love I love bands that embrace the bass. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. such a unique instrument. It's such an amazing instrument um that's not utilized enough, I don't think, but anyway, I mean we I I feel like we don't have to say too much about this song lyrically because the title says it all. Yeah, the idiots um, are taking over. Um, and that's exactly what I felt <laughs> this week. Yeah. And what? This song was written again probably 20 years ago. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, not this quite was 20. Uh, 2003, so 12, a lot of these. Years ago. I notice a lot of these songs that we picked are, are um, <laughs> Anti- the anti-Bush Bush era. Yeah. <laughs> well. Which <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of parallels, but we have the the bar has been completely redefined this time around yeah and it's funny because like we the nation kind of grew to dislike bush we were all fine dan at the beginning and like the way he handled you know 9-11 we're like all right this guy's really you know he's gonna he's gonna fix this and then mm-hmm. just a couple yeah, years and, later we're and like, here we are here we are <laughs> yeah uh, 15 years later <laughs> um yeah you know it's this whole like this is one of our last punk rock picks um at -hmm. least for now we've got a couple more that we'll touch on as we go but i have one more i want to sneak in you can take one more too yeah um but it's just a good time to talk about like the importance of punk rock you know Mm -hmm. Uh, like punk rock's always been the the music of the the downtrodden and the misunderstood and the the angry um and i feel like for one of the one of the first times um in this in this great nation's history um mm-hmm. i feel like more people feel misunderstood than not you know i feel like i feel like the whole rebel idea is it, it's becoming more popular and it's becoming more easily identifiable and and people are identifying with it more 
Absolutely. Um, and and that goes for both sides. I honestly believe that that most of the people who voted for Trump feel underrepresented, feel as yeah. though their government is not the, representing them and, and that they aren't getting a fair shake and that maybe things could be better if we were to just drain the swamp. And And I feel like both sides feel like they're really fighting for something better. And uh, it's just, it's hard because how do you combat that? You know, how do you tell somebody they were wrong for voting for somebody? And, and that's why we kind of did the little disclaimer at the beginning where it's like, we're not against people per se. Yeah. I mean, some, some people, some local business owners who are about to find so many piles of stuff. Oh God. I, I, I would move back to Billings for six months just so I could torture that man. Uh, just a shit on a porch. But yeah. for the most part, I'm not against people. I'm against ideas. And, and so many of those ideas just happen to be tagged along with Trump. But I'm going to digress just a little bit. Um, I'm going to talk about my last punk pick. Uh, sure. Maybe maybe later we'll get to more. But um, this one, it's, it's by a band called Iron Sheik. Uh, okay. This is definitely a hipster pick for me because they are a small band out of Long Island. And <laughs> it's... It, Nobody's heard of them, which, again, like I said, hipster pick. But they make really good, um, again, it's that garage-sounding punk music. Yeah, that's where, good. Yeah, this whole album, the, the name of this album is... The uh, Constant One. The Constant One. And the way they mixed it is so bizarre. The vocals are pushed so far back. So many things are like... I listened to... Uh, I, I fell in love with their songs on YouTube. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, man... This YouTube quality is shit. I'm so excited to get the album and hear like the real mastered quality. And then I got the album and uh And you were like, wait a second. <laughs> the but, vocals still are in the very furthest layer from the top. Yeah. But it's still an incredible punk album. The song I'm gonna play a cut from right now, it's called Wow, I really need to stay. Okay, it's called Bogus Journey. Here's a little bit of that for you. I have to make a comment real quick. Um, I noticed a lot of your picks sound exactly like Gaslight Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just funny. It's, it's, it's a sound for sure. It's like a semi-optimistic punk rock sort of kind of. Yeah, it's this weird East Coast working class hopeful for getting a nicer old car thing. Yeah, yeah. a nicer old car thing. <laughs> It's, they don't want a brand new car. They want a nice old car. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the truth, man. They want a wooden steering wheel. Uh, but I guess what made this song, I, I went through the whole album and I listened to it and I'm like, I know there's got to be a protest song on this because it's a punk rock band. Yeah, from, there from has to be. Long one. Island, there has to be. So I guess here's one of those. Let me read a couple lyrics to you. So the chorus goes, a tiny part of an endless space, so much space. It takes all of us just to hold it up. A tiny mark on an endless page. We leave our names, and the rest just turns to dust. <sighs> yeah. Why does it matter, man? Like, why, like, 
the thing about punk rock and protest songs, it's short. It's it burns so bright and it burns out so fast and it just leaves this little mark. And that's all they want is to just leave this mark on people's minds that that when historians look back, regardless of what happened, regardless of what politicians were elected, they can look back and be like, you know what? Not everyone was happy. These guys are pretty damn pissed off because they just splashed an inkblot on the page of history and said, nope, this is not tidy. This is not neat. This is not clean. We don't want it to be. And and we're going to try with our music to make sure that we leave our little mark and then we will fade away on drug overdoses. (laughs) (laughs) So it goes. And Into the Echo does not sponsor that as either. But that being said, uh, that's exactly what we're trying to do is, is... bring out some some music that has done that in the past or will do that in the future um is is leave historians with a sense of doubt as far as the is placidity a word the placidity placidness yeah placidness that's Mm. uh, that doesn't roll (laughs) off the tongue like i wanted it to we're trying to bring music to the surface that will uh you know leave a, a leave a smudge mark on history books, you know, um, be so, so outspoken and so prominent that people have to question how happy people were at our time, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and how willing we were to accept the way things are, which right now is not at fucking all, but no, no. <laughs> I'm not to get, not to get, <laughs> too upset or anything but do you want to get I, like far away from your mic so you can yell a bit <laughs> <laughs> i i've been waiting to yell this entire week i cannot scoot back any further from my mic clark so i'm sorry <laughs> i i have a couch behind me and it's got cats on it and i don't want to upset them that's right i am mad about things right now clark i am mad and, and what... i'm not gonna take it anymore <laughs> but i don't want to wake up my cats so Aww. fuck <laughs> So I think you still have uh, one more punk rock pick before we switch genres here. <laughs> uh, I think there are a couple actually. Okay, sure. I, um, but I, the one I, I the one I'm really feeling right now, the one like one of my favorite songs that ended up on this list um, mm. uh, that came from me. Um, it's called "Fuck Authority." Yes, <laughs> and it's by Pennywise, and it's one of the greatest songs of all time. Pennywise, okay, Pennywise, so, Pennywise, man. Oh god, like the the nostalgia that comes back with this band is is just unreal. Um, but uh, I don't have to tell you guys anything about this song. It's called "Fuck Authority." I mean, come on. Yeah, watch the music video. It's, yeah. it's about <laughs> riots. Or even look at the goddamn album cover. It's yeah, people in gas masks and riot shields. Like, come on, that's uh. exactly what I need to own right now. <laughs> Just kidding, FBI. I'm not going to do anything. Kidding. Um, Don't get us on but, any uh, list. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'll probably make more money being in prison than I do at my current job. Um, <laughs> anyway, this like this is an anthem. This is a this is a rebellion anthem um, because it's it just talks about you know 
try and take control of us. I dare you. Mm-hmm. I dare you to come tell us what to do because we're going to show you what we're capable of. Um, and that is exactly what music is lacking right now is somebody with an edge. Mm. Like, <laughs> I can't think of anyone contemporary that has an edge like this. Yeah. You know? I, I know that everyone's afraid here. of being shot, uh, which, fair enough. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. so, I mean, uh, we talked about Rage Against the Machine earlier. Um, they, in the 90s, they, they played one of their songs on the on the steps of which we'll actually get into because it's on the list. Um, mm-hmm. But they played one of their songs on the steps of uh, the stock exchange, basically to, uh, to see what they could, <laughs> what they could I do as it. far as, yeah. and, and the, they had to close the stock exchange early because they had enough people that were out there just like fired up about what? the bullshit that is the stock market. Yeah. They had to close it down early wow. it was all over the news and stuff. And of course everyone was hating on rage against the machine. Um, they oh, said uh, they they had stock a news. Brokers. <laughs> yeah, I know. They oh. had to go home at one instead of two. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Fuck you! God yeah. damn! <laughs> but anyway, um, they like they they played this song on the steps, and all they had you can see this in the music video for this song. It's called "Sleep Now on the Fire," but we'll talk about that later. Um, you can see all they had to deal with were cops like holding the strings on their guitars and basses. Like trying to quiet them, mm-hmm. um, and now to, flash forward to 2016, playing that on the steps, all four of them would have just been shot. Yeah, um, especially yeah. the singer because he's not white. Yeah, um, I feel like the three other shot. white guys would have made it out alive. But um, yeah, anyway, back to back to my main point. We need somebody that's pissed off and willing to sing about it mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because it's just not happening right now. Yeah, the closest we have that's, like, really willing to break the rules and, like, serve time for it is, like, Pussy Riot, strangely yeah, enough. Like, they're, they're actually and, s- and serving speaking, time and shit. Yeah, which is great. I love <laughs> them for it. Um, I mean, And that brings up the point of, like, come on, women. Let's get pissed off or let's get popular enough and let's let's be accepted enough to like to get your songs out to enough ears that people can embrace that as well because i feel like we've just kind of as a culture pushed them to the side because we don't want to hear you know we don't want to hear yeah. a, a woman that's mad about things cuz they'll scream about it and but fuck that we need to hear it we need to hear that we need dissonance right now we need dissonance more than ever more than yeah. even like when the downward spiral came out in 1994 which is one of the greatest dissonant albums of all time but we need That's it right now <laughs> time marker 1 10 35 first mention of nine inch nails got it <clears throat> but, but I, no for real uh like when women are underrepresented on this playlist i mean we only have the one Dixie yeah, chicks. we have the Dixie um, Chicks. And, and thank you, Pussy Riot, for, for doing what you're doing because somebody needs to. Yeah, and the hard part is, man, like, it, and, and it's tempting to say, like, yeah, come on, women, make more music. But, like... No, but they are. It's but just... they are. And, and society is built up in such a way... I mean, at least modern American society. I can't speak for the whole world. But, like, 
women still don't feel comfortable voicing their opinions. Women yeah, still like, is... and the second they do, a bunch of us, a bunch of guys, a bunch of people, literally exactly like me, will come out and try to explain, like mansplain that shit, or try to like no. do the work for them, and like, oh yes. no, let me help you. And it's like, no, yeah, you don't know how. Wait, I know what you're trying to communicate with your song, but let me explain it yeah. so people understand. Yeah, like you sound just a little bit bitchy when you do it. Maybe oh, I don't know. Fuck just, you. Yeah, seriously. So it's like I'm not going to say women go out there and make music because you you can't build up a system to oppress people and then be mad at those people for not rising to the top. Like yeah. that just that makes no sense. So like I just I wish we were at a place where this was just flooded with female punk Absolutely. musicians and the people respected them equally. I'm counting on our listeners to to supply us with some good some good female punk music here yeah um, dig some up because Send i it. i'm ignorant to it um but I, I i feel like it's underrepresented regardless of how much you know about it um mm-hmm. so please let us know if you know of any yeah um, because we need it in our lives right now um and uh, one last i think we have one last punk track that we need sure. to talk i mean about. we have a few i just yeah go for it we've said that about like the last three we're always like okay this is the last one but wait no we have a few <laughs> It's a very punk heavy podcast. It is. But that's what this is what the punk genre is all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody in punk is happy or they shouldn't be. You shouldn't <laughs> no. be happy in making punk music. Nope. It just it doesn't work. Um, that's why even Gaslight Anthem is still like it's like alternative on the way to punk, but not Yeah, quite. but they're they're not happy. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, what's your what's your what's another pick you have? We we have uh, State of the Union by Rise Against um and I think it's fairly evident from from the very beginning of the song that these guys are not stoked about things. I mean, I just love their tone on this, man. Oh, yeah. So pissed off. This is hardly, I mean, it is, it's like a, it's a punk metal. Yeah. Yeah. Like you've, you could almost like just add one more drum pedal in there. And this is totally a metal song. Yeah. And I love, this was on my list, but of course it also made Danny's list of 67. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So be known from here on out the list of 67. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, the Book of Danny, I suppose, <laughs> which contains sixty-seven songs with uh, hundreds of verses within. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> He'll so, be yeah. excited about State that. State of the Union. I I don't have anything else to say about the song. Listen to no, it. No, just the, the. I mean, just the clip we showed was enough to give yeah. give you the feel for this. Like, uh, and uh, I mean, again, the title. That's what I love about these protest songs is that the the title says it all. Yeah, yeah, State of the Union, and it's uh, apparently the State of the Union is not happy. It's so, not good. The State not, of the Union is not good, um, which I feel like it, this was written in 2004. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it has been good since then. So No, no, the Great Recession definitely didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, so if we wanted to, ideologically, if we wanted to switch from punk to another genre, where would we go? So I guess uh, off the tales of Rise Against, State of the Union, talking about you know the Bush, the wars, and stuff like that, uh, I want to bring up another track suggested by listener Jen. Uh, so this mm-hmm. is by Mason Jennings. It's called The Field. Sometimes late at night, I go to the field. Is that where you are? Are you a shooting star? Uh, did you get to listen to the song, Riley? I, so, <laughs> uh-huh. yes, um, okay. I, I have listened, I have not listened to the whole thing because I started to, and I realized that it was going to be a, a, a monumental emotional undertaking to listen to the whole thing. Uh, yeah. But that actually, that, that is helpful though, because the last, um, Verse is actually where Mason Jennings kind of ties this whole song together. So the first couple verses, it, it's seems like it's from the viewpoint of perhaps a father talking about a child um, mm-hmm. how that child's growing up and then another verse is kind of how that child was joined the military and people were both proud and scared for him um, and I guess the third verse I think it pretty much the message that the chorus gets across is that the child has died and the father returns to the this field to, to think about what his son could have been um, but the last verse essentially says, if I was the president, if I were that man, I would walk out with those kids out across those sands. Um, yeah. And if, let's see, if I were the president, if I was that brave, I would take a shovel and dig each child their grave. Oh, Whew. boy. Yeah. yeah. So, like. <sighs> I mean, that, that says so many things in so, in so few words. Yeah, about the current state of how how the the rich pimp out the poor. <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. To war and um and sacrificing, <laughs> I mean, sacrifice in general. Uh, yeah. For for the for their good, you know, because they could care less. Um, yeah, it's about... really hard for me not to shit on the industrial military complex in in the yeah. sense of like the recruiting techniques, taking advantage of those people who are just uh, lost and confused, don't know what they want to do, or yeah. maybe they serve some time or something like that, so they have a hard time finding a good job. And the military comes along and has oh great sign on bonuses, just ten thousand dollars off the bat, which for like someone you know disadvantaged, that's a lot of money. And yeah. and and they not realizing that that's like a quarter of the salary of a lot of people. People. not me but a lot of people that's yeah. like that's, that's, that's about my salary <laughs> uh-huh. but like that's not that much money in the grand scheme of things but for them that's the most money they've ever seen yeah and it's enough to get them into this place where they're essentially signing away their rights yeah and and their know, life in a lot of cases yeah yeah and you know they're grown-ass adults they can read the paperwork they know what they're getting themselves into and and that's of course not the story for everybody that signs up for the military but that seems to be you know that seems to be a good chunk. Uh, 
And this type of song just kind of nails home the repercussions of this because the very last verse of the very last chorus is saying, if I were the president and my world turned to black, I would want no victory. I just want you back. And like, ugh. Like so if anyone, yeah, if anyone that has made decisions to send people to war has ever had to send somebody to war, mm-hmm. things would be a little different as far as how that process is handled. But uh, that's not the case, because you can buy your way out of everything. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Mason Jennings, for telling it like it is. Mm. <laughs> because, I, I mean, sometimes you got to beat people over the head with a shovel to, to make them understand. Yeah, and this song is by no means... From. Yeah, it's not a subtle song. It's no, this not, isn't no. a metaphor for anything. He's not. No. <laughs> he's not. He's not saying like, he's not coming up with any, you know, elaborate story about how some, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, about how some anthropomorphic uh, animal has has sent their their yearling somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> you know? nope. It's like just off a... into the woods. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's talking about a father sending his son to war, and then that son dies. Um, and that father is wondering why. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I like that's a, that. <laughs> I have nothing else to say about that. That's yeah, just, yeah. It's it is a complete tragedy that that is even a thing we have to worry about. Yeah. So I do. Um, I have another question to pose for you after this. Uh, Real quick, I do want to say all these listener submissions we've been getting are awesome, and we will ask for them again at some point for another playlist, another episode. Uh, you can send those submissions to us on Twitter at Echopod, at on Instagram at Word or whoa, not Wordstrap, that's a different one. Uh, whoa, <laughs> we're at Into the Echo on Instagram, right? Uh, at Echo Podcast. Echo Podcast. Uh, we're also on Facebook. We're also on mm-hmm. SecretWeaponProductions.com. But that's enough plugging. We're on a serious topic. Sorry, I just yeah, for, no, no. Yeah. I just remember that we people, didn't say people that. People have to know how to get a hold of us. I mean, come yeah, on. yeah. Uh, but I was wondering, um, what would it be like if there was no war, if there were just a utopian world? You know, because we do have one one track that's another gen recommended track that kind of reflects on that. Yeah, um, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but is this is this track by a, a uh, one, well, two, rather, Simon and Garfunkel? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Sir um, Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel. Which, uh, real quick, before we get into, I mean, all of you have seen this coming. It's The Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping Left its seeds while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sound of silence But, uh... Let's give a little bit of credit to the modern remake of it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Are you, you shitting me? You like it? Oh, I love it. Uh, he's, of course, talking about the Disturbed, or at least the lead singer of Disturbed, uh, David. I'm not going to remember that, but uh, his his take on this song. You're a big yeah. fan, huh? Oh, absolutely, yeah. His, he, well, I'm I'm a fan of the song. I don't like that it makes me sad that he's decided to 
just do Disturbed with his musical career because his voice is amazing. <laughs> he should be hmm. singing opera or something <laughs> instead oh, okay. of instead of using it on new metal. But anyway, um, <laughs> so Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel um, is is way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out in 1968. Yeah, 1968, uh, and basically questions everything that we know in 2016 about how society is run with, you know, such uh, such inhuman, you know, devices and things. And uh, I, I don't know. That's that's kind of how I interpret it. How disconnected we've come, we've become with each other, um, which. It's funny that that has been a problem for, I mean, according to them, what, 38 years? Yeah, and and it's funny that you say this was ahead of its time because the verses kind of talk about people speaking but not being heard or people being afraid to speak up in the sense of, like, people writing songs that voices never share. No one dares disturb the sound of silence. And to, to no one was rocking the boat or people were afraid to rock the boat. So to have someone writing about this and then to have punk come out, I, I hope that Paul yeah. and um, that Paul and art like kind of got a smile across their face the first time that they heard, you know, a good punk rock song, because they're like, there we go. People are finally That's... disturbing the sound of silence or, or Hendrix, you know, playing the national anthem. Like, Oh God. Finally, yeah. that, how did that not make it on the list? <laughs> Is it on? Oh boy, maybe we maybe we'll have to do an impromptu <laughs> ad. Yeah, can we just play a clip of uh, Jimi Hendrix, the national anthem? <laughs> Yeah, it's, I, I would have to believe that they listened to that and they're like, hell yeah, here we go. Our song is working. So yes. I, hopefully I have my and timelines right. I think Jimi Hendrix was, mm, I don't know. I guess uh, oh if you if you want to correct my timeline, that was a great excuse to check us out on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Uh, but I do want to say for this song, I, I actually listened to it and... Um, interview with paul simon on npr because i'm one of those uh-huh. uh but he was talking about how he wrote the song and in the root of it actually wasn't coming from a place of of unrest or discontent it actually came from um in order to clear his head he would go into the bathroom and he would turn off all the lights and just sit in the bath and just like just just clear his head and kind of dream of a better world and that's kind of where this song sprouted from because he would just sit there and it would be just dark and silent and peaceful. And from there he's like, man, why can't the world be a little bit more like this? And then he's like, well, Mm -hmm. because the world can't, it's, it's not actually a happy world when people are quiet and peaceful all the time. You know, it's kind of this weird thing where it's like, wouldn't it be great? And then it's like, yeah, but no, it's great, but it's idealistic. It's great, but it's, it's just not, we need civil unrest yeah. to make progress. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely, and I think along with, I mean, punk music was absolutely a a uh, side effect of of uh, songs like this. But 
You know another genre that came out of this? Mm-hmm. Um, is hip-hop. Yeah. That's like and, the last big genre we have on this list. And that makes up the other like 33% of this playlist. Um, and I think we have to start where hip-hop started. Uh, with Grandmaster Flash. <laughs> and the Furious Five. <laughs> oh, God. And the song is called The Message. You all know it. You all love it. Uh, but let's play you a sample anyway. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Who hasn't heard this before at a club and been like, yeah, because I, I talk like Missoula has clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, so many clubs. Uh, <laughs> just clubbing, man. <laughs> I club all the time. I'm usually home by 8.30. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, we all we all know this song. Um, it's kind of where turntablism started and where electronic music started. So all you dub fans, you owe your life to Grandmaster Flash right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and-, and he chooses... Interestingly enough, he chooses to give each one of the Furious Five a verse on this song, so it's a little over seven minutes long. But um. but they can do that because it's hip hop, not punk. So exactly because he can just spin the disc as long as he needs to mm-hmm. to to let these guys get their get their thoughts out. You know, where are these guys from? Is this a Brooklyn song? I, I, I'm five. reading. Yeah, I'm reading verses about you know people pissing on stoops, and I'm like, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds real. I believe familiar. they are. I believe they are Brooklyn based. Hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, South Bronx. There we go. Oh, oh okay. Jeez. Yeah. Bro, these guys had it. This was not a good time to be in the Bronx, man. <laughs> no. No. God no. And that's, uh, but that's where this music came from. Yeah. Yeah. Them looking you know, around and being like, "This is bad. This is not right." Yeah. yeah. And so basically, I mean, the song is called "The Message," but the message here is that we've there's people are being you know wildly mistreated mm. in their part of the country and no one's really paying attention <laughs> yeah and because and it's, no one cares it's a sad song man the more you read it, it the is. more you get this snapshot of what it is to be in south bronx in 1991 that, like yeah and that's but that's part of hip-hop from this era is that it does not musically it does not sound depressing mm-hmm. or it doesn't sound sad at all it no. just sounds like people dance to this well you know <laughs> and i guess the difference is for us white men looking back 20 years back we're like oh man these lyrics are kind of sad but for them this isn't sad this is just this is what we do during the day like what what's yeah. sad about that yeah there's people on we, we like it's they're not trying to be sad they're just saying these are our living conditions you know you, you yeah. write about what you know and yeah only now, looking back, we can judge them from a distance, and and I can say something like, "Oh, it's sad," but I, yeah. I think I probably it's more of a it's more of a stream of consciousness sort of situation. Yeah. But it did lead to um, 
a lot more rap music that uh... yeah yeah grandmaster <laughs> flash kind of started hip-hop yeah because yeah. he started uh you know he played he played more disco-y kind of stuff um in in nightclubs and stuff when during his time um mm. but then he started to recruit people to to rap over or to read basically read poetry over his lyrics or over his uh his music yeah there's a huge cross-section of poets and uh yeah musicians of course. which um that leads me uh, i mean that leads me to this leads perfectly into the uh poet turned hip-hop artist that i want to talk about um yeah we talked about him last in the, in the pumpkin spice playlist i thought you threw him out i think yeah i think I, I read a little bit of the song that i want to play for you guys um we want to tackle the whole song this time around um because nothing is more relevant and pause there because i have to pee and get another beer so sounds good <laughs> i will do this i'll same. be right back okay Um, so let's just, I mean, it's hard to, I feel like we should almost talk about the song before we play it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the hard part is we can't play the whole thing because of, you know, copyright, all that. So it's like, we have to only pick like 30 seconds or a minute of it, but that sucks because there's so much here. It's like, it's like picking, it's like picking the, like one third of a poem that you love. You know, and and trying to communicate the the feeling of the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, even the 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 first line is a is a challenge to listeners. It says, "Are you afraid to have someone believe in you? Can you commit to your ideals, even if you think nothing of it? Are you willing to allow others to think the world of it and of you?" Pedagogue of young gods. You know, like, wow. Oh my God, the gauntlet has been thrown down by Saul Williams. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And um, like, you can have these hip hop guys talking shit all you want, but this guy is calling him out and being like, oh, yeah, but, like, are you going to talk about who you really are or are you too afraid, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's And that's exactly what, uh, I mean, that's exactly what Saul, Saul Williams is good for. It's like he's not, he doesn't hide anything as far as, uh, you know, as far as the true reality of, of being a hip-hop artist and, and his life. I, I mean, I don't think he comes from a, a cushioned life <laughs> by any means. Um, yeah, no. And this song is he. So he is an he. He was an award-winning poet, uh, multiple award-winning poet, uh, turned hip-hop artist. Um, and this song, I think, is the only of his that I know of that sounds like it's just basically him reading one of his poems. Mm-hmm. Um, most of his songs sound like hip-hop songs, at least. Oh, 
at least a little bit. He actually like, um, puts on the voice for it, yeah. Yeah, um, even though they're still his poems, but this one uh, sounds like he's just reading a poem to you, which gives it that much more power because, you know, he picked that this song to sound like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so what part do you want to play from this? <sighs> I think last time around you picked the music is our sanctuary and yeah. where you put it is ours. So uh, let me let me pull it up real quick. Okay. I love that. It, um, this isn't where I want to start, but I love that that little like panicked breath you hear him take mm-hmm. at like 228. It just, it, oh God, I love when people use like things aside from lyrics to, to add to a song, you know? Yeah, it makes it feel that much more human because, you know, if you were mm-hmm. having a conversation with him, if you heard someone actually delivering these lines, they'd run out of breath with the amount of passion that he's putting into it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. Um, so 234 is where I want to start. And education is the only thing given that cannot be taken. Learn to think for yourself, analyze the forsaken. Pimp your fears, surrender to love. Dance all night when you need to. Play this song for a thug, let him know ain't no judgment. We all hustle and grind. Any system against us is against the divine. But there's no sense of glory in repenting and repeating their mistakes. You have a greater calling. Answering it is all it takes. Take a second to hear this and go back about your day. No, the laws don't govern us. We're governed by what we say, what we think, why we think it, how we handle. Place no blame, point no fingers, take your aim, shoot to kill. Mm, I love that. I, I, the, especially that line, dance all night if you need to. Yeah, because, <laughs> like, who's going to stop you, like, from doing something that you need to do that makes you happy, you know? And, and it's not even just happy, it's therapy. And Absolutely. It's not even just like I'm dancing because I'm happy. It's dancing because you're processing a broken system and trying to find your place in that. And whew, sorry, this music's yeah. this music's got me in a mood. Yeah. Oh God, I know. Um, so it, you know, it it talks about um, play this song for a thug. You know, let him let him know ain't no judgment. I think that might be the most important part of this message is that there ain't no judgment mm. um you know that, that the whole the whole safety pin thing that we've adopted from from other from other political unrest or or you know um or victims of terrorism um the, wearing a safety pin to signify that that you're a safe person to be around you know mm-hmm. you're you're not gonna i you know, I usually have a hard time swallowing um, social movements. The uh, social movements what, like that. What is it? It's not activism or hacktivism. That's a uh, slacktivism. Slacktivism. Yeah, slacktivism. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, I have a hard time embracing that, but I think I think that is I think that's exactly what we're trying to communicate here. Um, I think that's what's important. Well, yeah. The, the, like you know, what Saul Williams is saying is important here is to to express these ideas to everybody and let them know mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. they're fine being doing what they're doing. You know, there's no judgment here. Well, yeah. And he's right. saying like, there isn't judgment because we're all doing this hustle grind. Any system that's against us is against the divine. Like we need to get over our differences to rise against a bigger cause that's pushing against us. You know, whether Absolutely. that is racism or misogyny or xenophobia, I don't care if you voted for Trump, if you want to, rise up and stand against those ideals then you know we're cool 
Like, yeah, I, I still don't agree with you politically and I probably won't for a very long time, but like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's but if you can agree with me socially. Yeah. Yeah. As long as and I think agree. the social issues are the ones that shouldn't be issues at all. Yeah. You know? but... And, and here we are in 2016 dealing with stuff that we've been dealing with for a century. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much longer than that. Uh, so, so much. I mean, since the beginning of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're right. I mean, it's just, I mean, we're talking about some old songs that just, just keeps coming back and keeps coming back. And it still just seems like it, it, black people or people, people of color or women just still just can't get there. Like They can't get a word in edgewise uh, to, to the dialogue of, you know, old white men knocking on death's door mm-hmm. that think that they should be able to determine the way that the world works for the next God knows how many years. And you know what's um, a good rap song that, that kind of spits on that and, mm-hmm. and pokes at that a bit? Um, this is one of my picks. It's it's a song called Black Republican by Nas. <laughs> God, I love this song. I feel like a black public money I got coming in. Can't turn my back on the hood. I got love for them. Can't clean my act good. Too much thugging them. Probably in the back in the hood. Like fuck it then. Huddling over the oven. We was like brothers then. What? Though you was nothing other than the son of my mother's friend. We had governing. Who would have thought the love wouldn't? Like ice cold album. All good things. Never thought we sing the same song that all hood sing. Thought it was all wood train. All good. Uh, so the first thing you'll notice about this song is that... Uh, uh, it is, is that Nas is on it, so it's going to be amazing. So it's going to be amazing. And it also is playing over the Godfather theme. <laughs> <laughs> it does not get better than this. Oh, oh my so God. So badass. It's a this looming grand orchestral piece. with, uh, it, And the whole intro to it, too, is them... Um, Again, shaking up the norm where Jay Z is like, "Should we go in? Nah, we're gonna we're gonna ride this out for a bit. We're gonna come in when we're good and ready." And then they come in at like at like ten bars or something like that—a really unconventional time to come into a rap song. Yeah. And like just right from the get-go, Nas and Jay Z are like um, poking fun at the establishment and saying like, "Look, we're at the top of the pile in hip hop, but <laughs> like we're and, still and how they how they feel alienated from." From their, you know, from their cohorts, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because they have all this, you know, money and success and all that. And it's funny that they call it Black Republican, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because like, like that's an idiom, which, which should come say to think of it something is pretty about... much an idiom, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and I look at people like Ben Carson, and I'm like, bro, don't you realize, yeah. like, dude, I don't know who bought you out, but come on, yeah. It reminds like, me have of a the... spine. Right, somebody, the guy in Django Unchained played by Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <sighs> I have a fucking spine. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, so that song is great. That song, um, so for those that uh, <laughs> for those that don't listen to that much rap, Jay-Z and Nas had a huge beef for a while. Um, and they were, they were both, like, they both had gone plat a couple times. And this was back in the CD era of rap music. CD, a compact disc, not... Compact disc, yes. That is a compact disc. Yes, you put it in this player and lasers pick up (laughs) tiny grooves on it. Anyway. Uh (laughs) Uh, Better, smaller than a laser disc. Oh, laser disc. No one's going to know what that is, man. (laughs) Smaller than a Betamax, all right? (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it could almost fit in a zip drive. Uh Uh-huh. But um, they had this huge beef and eventually, like... 
it came to where they, were, they each had an album releasing right around the same time. And there's going to be this whole thing of like, all right, who's going to sell more copies? And they were both talking shit on the sidelines. You know, everybody's crew was getting in everybody's faces. And then the, the albums dropped and Nas just cleared the floor with it, man. Like Nas took, he sold so much more. And it essentially ended the beef where Jay-Z's like, all right, man, like, nice work. And, and I mean, there's more to it than that. Like there was this whole thing with Nas's wife. Anyway, it's complicated, <laughs> but the two made up and Nas had Jay-Z on this track. So like there's some history to this track in that um, these two aren't buddies they are people who respect each other because of how powerful the other is, you know, mm-hmm. it, like this is a song coming from like, yeah, you're on top. I'm on top. We're on top. So we this should is, probably be buddies. You know, this is true bipartisanship yep. right here. Yep. Exactly. And yeah, if only there was another system in which this would work, mm. that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately no one wants to make this work. So uh, we have to settle for bipartisanship in black republican <laughs> yep it's as close as we're gonna get <laughs> <laughs> nas and jay-z uh are fantastic hip-hop artists mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. know who kind of defined this genre or this era of hip-hop was nwa hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> with easy motherfucking e <laughs> <laughs> These guys have had a bit of a resurgence lately with the whole movie and everything. Um, yeah. But it's it, it, there's a resurgence for a reason, and there's a reason that they're still relevant. Because this song that we're about to play, Fuck the Police, like, it, remember, you know, like three or four months ago when we were really pissed off about all that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah remember that yeah you know remember how people kind of forgot about it because of the stupid election yeah you know what i'm still pretty mad about yeah that people <laughs> died because of well because of nothing yeah um, and i mean they're, so, they're you know what hmm? you know what that makes me want to say hmm. clark yeah. you know what that makes me want to say it makes me want to say fuck the police black police showing out for the white cop ice cube will swarm on any motherfucker in the blue uniform Yeah, man. Like, it, I I just love the fact that like you and I can't even actually say the name of this band. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I I feel I am not. I do not have the right to say what uh, <laughs> what this act what this is an acronym for. But it definitely has a whole lot of attitude. Uh, and uh, what what just a great angry song. It's it's kind of oh, in the same vein as Grandmaster Grandmaster Flash. Uh, in, in that it's just classic, it sets a precedent, and it just says again, we're not okay, and we don't need yeah, to be okay. Exactly. This is like in the same. This is this is to hip hop as fuck authority is to punk. Yeah, very much so. It's just like it's an anthem. It is mm-hmm. absolutely an anthem, um, and, a ballad even. <laughs> yeah, and this was thirty years ago. People were feeling yeah. the effects of racism against black people and people of color, and and thirty years ago. We've we've certainly made some progress. I mean, just looking at the numbers, 
there's been massive progress. But to say yeah. that we have nowhere further to go or that people should stop complaining is just ignorance, you know? Oh, yeah. Because just, yeah. just because it's lower numbers doesn't mean that it's that problem solved, you know? There shouldn't be numbers. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, no. Unarmed people th- shot by cops, like, in the back. As, yeah. Uh, they have, like, 30 other things on their belt for bringing people down, and yet they yeah. choose the bullet, you know? Like, it's... Mm. I am not going to make any new friends off of this, but that's okay. No, that's okay. Yeah, this, we, we've reached a breaking point, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as far as, uh, you know, like I was I was thinking about that the other day as far mm-hmm. as how I want to handle this situation, you know, like, because I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, you know, like, let's just, it's just what happened happened and we're going to have to live with it and mm-hmm. what's the point of being pissed off about it and you know, there's there's no point in being like active on social media about what happened. Like, mm-hmm. just learn to accept it. And I'm like, no, fuck you. Like, this yeah. is, I have not been upset about something like this in a long time. Um, and and it just so happens that our generation is active on social media, and that's how they express their opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Like, I don't care if you like it or not, but that's how the word is getting out about things. Um, yeah. A lot of it's just, a lot of false news, too. And, like, it's it's hard yeah. because everyone's just getting all this shit mixed together. And, yeah. like, I probably... All the fabricated stories and yeah. real stories. And no one knows what's real anymore. And I have to remind myself that there's probably things that I believe about Trump and, and his followers and stuff that probably isn't true. It's probably propaganda yeah. just as much as, you know, some of the stuff that people... Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's hard to keep myself in check, and and I find myself trying to you know every time it's like well I don't want to claim that he's xenophobic I'm gonna make sure. <laughs> yeah, watch, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> and then I watch the videos and I'm like, mm, unless someone is doing a very good lip dub, this person really has a problem with people yeah. that are not Christian or that you know Muslims. So yeah, absolutely. And, and there, I mean, yeah, there's so much I could say about this topic, but I'm. I'm personally, I mean, this this song in particular, I mean, not this song in particular, but kind of, the, I mean, the, like these ballads, <laughs> like the, the pinnacles of, of yeah. protest music yeah. speak to me just because now more than ever have I felt like I'm, I'm in danger because, I mean, there are, there are still countries in this world that put, put atheists to death. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like Trump is not far away from that, from what, I mean, from what I know of him. Eh, yeah. Um, I mean. Which, you know, it's just a feeling of being, being mistreated to the point where you don't feel safe living where you do, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I and, know that I'm not anywhere close to what, you know, NWA and, and yeah, Rage Against the Machine and yeah. all these people have dealt with. But, like, for the first time, I fear for my beliefs. Um, yeah. And I don't think anyone should. And and I think the fact that people are finally... I feel like now more than ever, more people feel like they're being singled out and and selected against um, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the ideology that has come to power in this in this nation. So um, yeah. the the sentiment the sentiment of fuck the police is is very alive and well. Um, I I mean for me personally for sure. Um, but I also, I, I, I have a huge respect for what they do for part of their job. Yeah. But absolutely. if they just stop shooting people, that'd be great. 
Yeah, and um, that's the thing. Like, I'm not anti-cop. I'm not anti-Blue Lives Matter or whatever. But but right now, the police, for the most part, by and large, except for a few cases, are not the victims here. And yeah. and sure, there are cops getting shot. That's terrible. Don't shoot cops. Don't yeah, do that's, that. No. But, you know, there's... But also don't shoot innocent people. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. It's like, don't... And that's... The, at the same time, don't be surprised when a whole large group of people feel oppressed and they choose to do something about it in that way. You know, it's like, yeah. I, I'm not surprised. I'm just sad. And... Yeah. That it's even something we have to deal with, you know? Yeah. So let's go on to not at all a happier song. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about killing in the name of yeah. a belief or killing in the name of your people or of a movement. You know? Yeah. Oh God. If there ever was a protest song written while I've been alive, this is it for sure. Yeah. Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machine is one of the greatest protest songs ever written. Um, Let's let's listen to a bit of it in case you've been living under a rock. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. You do what they told you. And now 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 you do what they told you. So I mean chances are you you heard that guitar riff and you know exactly what <laughs> what song if this anything, is, but you would recognize the bridge where they like go, you know, fuck you, I won't do what you told me. Oh yeah. Even though the radio edit is hilarious. I just love the radio edited version of the song. Because it makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> uh, it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> like this should be this should be the one song that plays on the radio that is allowed to not have an edit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Because it loses all of the message. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, this is this is speaking to what we were just talking about, is people being justified, with, being justified for killing an innocent person just because of their position, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or beating and, up an innocent person, or graffitiing racial slurs on mirrors against yeah. a person. It's... Mm. Mm. The people are not you are not I mean I know that it's it's a hard it's a hard thing to get people to understand but you're not entitled to everything that you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you want a racially pure nation then fuck yourself because yeah. that's not something that's written into the human code because we're all human and we all deserve to exist. Mm-hmm. Um and so go fuck yourself if you think that you're going to disrupt that. And this is exactly what this song is talking about. Because, like, they, they're revolting against everything that, like, all these all these standards that, be, that are being placed by society as far as, like, who you need to be, what you need to be, uh, how you need to be. Mm-hmm. And basically saying, fuck you, I won't do that because I am somebody else. Uh, and that's okay. That's yep. that's the 
that's the important part is that's fine if you want to be something else. Yeah. Somebody else. And and it just furthers the message of I don't give a shit if you're comfortable. I don't mm-hmm. care. And and the thing is there's a difference between feeling uncomfortable and unsafe. And yeah. in my mind oh, I want people to be uncomfortable. I want people Yeah, discomfort to... discomfort makes you learn. Yeah. Discomfort discomfort provides education. Because yeah, uh, discomfort because you to... says, you know, maybe things could be improved, but you're not you're not, you know, you're not fearing for your life. You're not afraid to go outside yeah. when you're uncomfortable. You're just afraid yeah. of your thoughts when you're uncomfortable. And you're second guessing stuff and you're looking for proof. You, and that's And you're where, thinking critically, yeah. 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 And that's okay. Be uncomfortable. And and don't be afraid to make people be uncomfortable. It's just the line ends at unsafe or yeah, it's hard. It's hard. If you feel like you can't do what you want to do because somebody else is going to harm you, mm-hmm. then that's that's where the line needs to be drawn. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you should be able to do what you want to do when you want to do it as long as you're not harming anyone else and, and as long as no one wants to, to, to harm you because we all deserve to live a, a life that is free of, <laughs> you know, of worrying about your life mm-hmm. <laughs> you know worrying about worrying about uh, expiring early due to unnatural causes yeah <laughs> um you know I, we all deserve a i i mean this goes into a a very deep very <laughs> murky philosophical wormhole but d- i mean the essence of humanity is being able to be who you want to be when you want to be it as long as, you know, as long as it's not infringing upon anybody else's right to do the same. Yeah, postmodern society, at least, you know, since the 1500s. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. Um, and we have yet to reach that. Yeah. We've, yeah. we've been dealing with that for hundreds of years, and we have yet to reach it. Like, And, and somehow we think we're the most intelligent creature ever created. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's fucking bullshit. Because... <laughs> Those creatures figured that out day one <laughs> that, that they were allowed to do what you want to do as long as you yeah, know, you're right? taking care of each other. Like that's yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous, and that's exactly what the song speaks to. Is like, no, fuck you, man. I you know, I won't I won't buy into this bullshit that you're yeah. selling me right now. And it's it's funny that you mentioned. Um like animals and how they have stuff figured out because there was that uh, classic book animal farm where yeah. uh, the, the pigs essentially like there were animals on a farm and essentially they created their own hierarchy and what became a corrupt government. And it was the pigs that uh, essentially kind of led the whole thing to ruin. And um, that's kind of how pigs got attributed to police officers or corrupt government officials. Yeah. And uh, then uh, Mr. Ozzy Osbourne went on to further that mindset with his song War Pigs. Uh, War Pigs. And then... With Black Sabbath. It was it was kind of a, a step in the right direction mm-hmm. for rock mm-hmm. and roll at that time. Um, we're going we're gonna to make a long jump here, a long stretch, <laughs> to uh-huh. tie that into another song dealing with pigs um, that I think really captures captures my spirit anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> with with the current state of things uh it's called march of the pigs and it's by nine inch nails uh let's let's listen to a, a section
Um, so you'll hear, I mean, this is totally like, I, they, Nine Shales is categorized as industrial during this time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is almost like thrash metal, <laughs> this song. Um, yeah, it's a weird side of industrial if it's but, industrial. So the the important part of the song that we're trying to get to um, is the kind of the question or idea he poses. Uh, he says, doesn't it make you feel better? The pigs have won tonight. Uh, they can all sleep soundly and everything is all right. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, don't you feel good because the majority won? And and that means that you can just take a load off and take mm-hmm. it easy. Um, Most of America is satisfied. Yeah, so you should be too. And, and that's exactly... But you don't need to go any further than... <laughs> than like the verses in this song <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to understand that it has absolute sarcasm. Um, and same, kind of the same, a song that flows in the same vein, um, kind of a, a B-side really for this band. Um, it's by a perfect circle. It's called uh, Counting Bodies Like Sheep to the Rhythm of the War Drums. Uh, actually, a kind of a remake of one of their own songs. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, they so they have a song on their album 13th Step uh, called Pet. Hmm. And this song is basically a remake of that song. Um, oh, I didn't know that. But I much prefer the, the ambiance of this version of it. Um, so this, is, this has that same kind of ideology of... I mean, you can you know it in the title right away. Counting bodies like sheep to the rhythm of the war drums. It's it's this it's this idea of false security, of you're you're going to sleep. You're you're trying to lull yourself to dreamland, and you're counting bodies instead of sheep. Mm-hmm. Like, and all you have to do is listen to just you know twenty seconds of this song. And let's just let's take a listen real quick, just to just to some of the beginning of this song, and you'll kind of get a feel for it. I'm here Step away from the window And go Back to sleep That's pretty creepy, dude. Yeah, it's it's a super creepy song and that's great because that's that's exactly what we want people to feel right now is discomfort. Mm-hmm. We want what dissonance. We want things to be dissonant and we want things to make you uncomfortable. We want make things to uh, make you question the way things are. Um, I mean, that's that's what I've been saying forever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Ever since, like, even that's why you know one of the one of the reasons I'm proud of of going to school for English literature um, is that was one of the main points of that whole education mm-hmm. uh, process was making you question everything <laughs> and making you think critically about everything and. and uh, and I did this. I mean, I was I went to school for journalism, so yeah, it's it's like yeah. the popular version of English. Um, mm, it's people it, love it's journalists. This, <laughs> yeah, but well, it's, I mean, yeah, 
yeah, it's it's the same idea though as uh, like digging into the the important things, um, and hopefully not being bought out by by the man. But um, yeah, yeah. But it, no, I I think I think that's again kind of tying this whole playlist together uh, is the importance of critical thinking because if you're so set in your ideals if you're so sure that you're right and so sure that everything is everything you believe is as it should be um and and you believe that that you know all some of the crazy shit that's going on right now if you believe that that's should be happening then you should be able to also be confronted with dissension and questioning and you should be able to question everything you know and have an answer for it and that's what these songs, all of these songs are trying to kind of make you do is question everything you know about everything. Um, and in the same vein, like you have to be okay with protests. Like, let me just, yeah. you, you have to be okay with people protesting and there's a difference between protesting and, and looting and rioting. I, I will definitely say that, but like it, listener, um, Hunter linked us a song. It's called, uh, Ohio by Neil Young. Oh, and essentially what it's talking about is protesters at Kent State University getting fired on by the National Guard and and four people getting killed because they were protesting Nixon. And like that. What does that solve? You know, that's that's like, again, getting in an argument with someone and then and then like just because you disagree with them, you punch them in the face. How does that get yeah. your point across? You know? It doesn't. It's, I mean, it's. It, I mean, in Trump's America, intimidation wins. But yeah, in yeah. in my my ideal world, that apparently is a fantasy world that no one else wants. Uh, <laughs> There's an Onion article about that, this, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, speaking of which, we uh, Into the Echo does not sponsor violence, but Into the Echo absolutely sponsors you reading the Onion for your only <laughs> source of news uh, because they write the best stories. Oh, it's so uh, funny! And it turns out that they're often the most true. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's funny that it's it's almost a fantasy to believe that that you should be able to stand up for yourself without yeah. without consequence you know it's just it's just unfortunate that that's not the popular belief at this yeah. point and and there is we do have a song that i think kind of relates to this it's called um i believe it's called this is the end by anti-flag yeah uh, no it's called this is the end for you my friend by anti-flag this was uh suggested by listener tori i'm gonna play a little bit of it for you here the products image to pursue our endless Identity can leave you selfless We will not witness this anymore So I would recommend um, definitely go listen to all of these songs. We're going to have a Spotify playlist that we're linked to in the show notes at secretweaponproductions.com. But definitely watch the music video for this one, because as the song is playing, it says things like, this is the end of violence against women. This is the end of uh, discrimination against transgender people. It kind of goes, it it lists all of these people that um, 
are underrepresented. And yeah. it's it's kind of cool because when it's saying this is the end for you, my friend, like the, the music video adds even more meaning than just the lyrics themselves, which are already good yeah. lyrics. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's just it's it's sad, though, that this song came out in 2006. Mm-hmm. And here we are 10 years later. Yeah. Went, with the same bullshit. Yeah. It's like we've made some progress. And like, I'm not going to say that, it, you know, I. I had a hard time with the whole, like, well, which bathroom should the transgenders use? And, like, you know, there's some things where it's, like, I had to have that conversation with myself, and it did make me uncomfortable. And yeah. at the end, I realized, I'm, like, who is – who are who am I trying to protect here? What, like – Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> never never has – oh, God. Yeah I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean – Exactly. And, and that's what I kind of realized, too, because I'm, like, how many reports have we had, like – Look, if a pervert wants to do pervert things, they're they're going to try and get away with it. Any like, yeah, they're not going to do it in a fucking public bathroom. Yeah, I mean, and even and if I they know, are, I they know could, every, yeah, I know that every fucking coal roller in Texas is terrified of yeah. of a transgender person peeing next to them because they think because of, of their innate sense of homophobia they think that something terrible and unspeakable is going to happen to them but well because they're you. still afraid of the uh, let me scoot away Ugh. they're still afraid of the fucking aids movement of the 80s where gay people are just dirty apparently ah! yeah gay people are just dirty apparently oh god why uh. is it even why is it even a thing why is it even I, I can't mm. scoot back like you can, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but you're going to have to turn down the volume on my <laughs> That's okay. My That's channel. okay. We are, we're coming to the end of why, this podcast. Why is, why is any of yeah. this shit that we're dealing with still a thing? Yeah, Why exactly. are we living in the past? We have – I mean, we're talking about being able to go to work on a fucking hoverboard, and we still can't get over the fact that everyone is equal. Like, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Fuck yeah. all of you that don't think that that is right. I don't care if I'm making enemies with anybody <laughs> during this point in my life. Everyone is equal, okay? Yeah. And that's that is that is a that is a a basic or god given if you believe in it. That is a god given human right to be equal. And 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 that's you know that's. I mean, I think that's a that's a good place to kind of just wrap up everything about this kind of music. Is that. Is that that's what it's going to take? Is is people understanding the fact that we're yeah. all we've all heard it before? We've all heard that we're all in this together, and everyone brushes it off because no one understands. You know, we've all lived such a fucking comfortable life that no one understands what it means to be in something together. But we are, you know, and yeah, yeah, and we deserve basic human things like kindness and charity when we need it and help when we need it and and people are the majority is being denied this uh which is absolutely asinine it makes me embarrassed to be part of this country that we're sponsoring that we are sponsoring the the shunning of people that are in need of our help and and yeah God, I can't I can't say enough about it, so I let music speak for me because that's what we need right now. I mean, music has always spoken louder than 
than the you know the individual person, especially some yeah. guy who's got a podcast that maybe ten people listen to a week. You know, but so I rely on musicians to communicate ideals, and that's why I think that this playlist is so important. And now we're taking a breath. That was <sighs> that was. You feel better? I do. I do. I feel <laughs> a lot better. <laughs> Shit. You want me to keep that in? Uh, I do. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. I I'll take I'll I'll take getting pot shots taken at me while I'm riding my bike to work. I don't care. Yeah. I'll die for this cause. All right. Um. So I think we I I really do feel like we need to end on something positive. <laughs> I was kind of thinking in my head as we were talking, it's like, you know, oh, man, I'm going to do this funny transition, and I'm going to make it talk, you know, like the, the parents in Charlie Brown, where it just becomes this wah-wah trumpet thing. And, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to keep this in, you know? And uh, I, I fully I fully support that. Yeah, because at the end of the day, man, like, this, this is a friggin' podcast where you and I have beers and talk about what we care about. And yeah. which, which is usually music. So at yeah. the end of the day, man, like we love everyone that submitted these songs. This is great. This is excellent. Such a good playlist. But right now this is therapy. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, this is, this is serving more as therapy to me than anything else. Yeah. And like, man, I, I hope that at least a couple of people that I resonated with, but like you said, let's end this with something a bit more uplifting. <laughs> yeah. Let's do a throwback to something. Not nearly as old as as Marvin Gaye, but um, definitely but with, the, with the same with the same appreciation for human life as yeah. Marvin Gaye had, um, which I feel weird saying about about the Black Eyed Peas because <laughs> they've never struck me as as a, a band that's particularly politically charged. Yeah, um, but but this this song really really speaks to what we need right now yeah. or at least the question that people are asking uh the song is called where's the love um, yeah it's by the black eyed peas and it has justin timberlake on it as well <laughs> i did not know that and guys yeah. I, I i'm actually going to use this song to just play out the episode i'm going to play more of it than i should but uh again if you want to find us if you if you agree or disagree like riley was saying and we were saying all that we want to have a conversation we're not just going to tell you you're wrong well unless you're racist or unless you're sexist. actually wrong yeah yeah <laughs> but i mean like we're, we're open to like if you respect human beings and their right to exist and and like you follow those baselines of like it's okay for people that i don't like to exist in this world with me and be my neighbors and share toilets and shit like if you can agree with that definitely let's have a conversation um facebook like i said twitter at um echo pod instagram at echo podcast uh, just hit us up. Um, next episode is going to be a little bit more uplifting, but mm-hmm. like I said, we don't, we don't, we don't owe it to anybody to just be happy. We don't. And no. um, you're like as as Zach De La Rocha says, <laughs> um, because we need we need a, a political figure that we can believe in, and so <laughs> bring Zach De La Rocha back. But um, as he says, your anger is a gift. I mean. The mm-hmm, fact that mm-hmm. the fact that you're upset about what happened, regardless of what side you're on, that's that's a good thing. Like, yeah. embrace it. It, yeah. it. Use it. Use it to carry out justice. Absolutely. Uh, so with that, I'm going to play you out. Uh, the song is "Where's the Love" by Black Eyed Peas. 
Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you again in a couple weeks.